This is the Hitman for Hire, Mr. Grimm, and I'm on Wrestling with Entertainment. And if you don't listen to Wrestling Entertainment, you're getting bodied. Hey, you guys, this is the Brazilian Wonder Woman, Christy James, and you're listening to Wrestling with Entertainment. Hey, this is the Girl on Fire, Jesse Nolan, and you're listening to Wrestling with Entertainment. Hello, 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 and welcome to the show. It's Wrestling with Entertainment, bringing you the latest exclusive breaking news, previewing and reviewing the latest shows from WWE, AEW, New Japan, and everything in between every Saturday, and interviewing all your favorite wrestlers every Wednesday on YouTube and Castbox, sponsored by Rogue Energy and Player One Coffee. I am, of course, your host, James J. Alongside Coleco Yachts and Scooter Dust, who are not here tonight. But it is still a great day for wrestling, because we are wrestling with the queen of the Limitless Dojo, the Spitfire, Jesse Nolan. Yes, thank you so much for having me. It's um, a pleasure to be back. It's been a... Roughly a year at this point. Yes, it has. And you know what? This fire still burns. <laughs> and that will be the uh, tagline of this interview as well. <laughs> so, uh, Jesse, can you tell us what you got coming up next? Yeah, um, I've been making a lot of local appearances up here in Maine, um, and I've been venturing out of state. Um, I have um, Atlantic Pro Wrestling in Massachusetts uh, next Saturday. Um, then I will be doing um, an appearance for Lucky Pro Wrestling in March, which I'm super excited to be back there for. Um, and... Goodness, I have I have quite a few things coming up. It was kind of a, a quiet um, December, beginning of January, but the next like three months are just going to be wild for me. Um, one of the most exciting things for me, though, is the return of Let's Wrestle, which is um, run by the owner of Limitless Wrestling, Randy Carver. Um, it's kind of like a like a farm league type um, promotion. He likes to use it to kind of scout talent um, that he might potentially like to use in the future for Limitless shows. And um, Let's Wrestle has really been my home um, since I started training with Limitless. And it was not running for, geez, since it'll be two years almost. Um, we're making our return um, February Fifth, yes, the fifth, I believe. Um, and it's going to be Let's Rumble, which is always, um some people's favorite, most favorite show of the year. So it'll be a big um, Rumble style match um, in there somewhere, and I'm just so excited for it to be back. It's it's um it's it's just it's home, and it's nice to be able to be home again. Oh, absolutely. And uh, where can we find you on social media and your merchandise? So, um, all my social media handles, uh, I have Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, is at the Jesse Nolan. Um, and then I also have a pro wrestling tea store, uh, 
search under Jesse Nolan and I have I think four uh, shirt designs on there that I'm, I really love so um, go check it out. And of course the links for those, uh, the links for all of that will be in the description of the video below both on YouTube and CastBox. Oh, so it's kind of crazy, you know, at the beginning of your career, wrestling was kind of hard to come by because, you know, pandemic. Uh, yeah. But now it seems like the floodgates are kind of opening for you. And you, you just said it, your next like three months are kind of full. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's a big difference. Because like when I um, started training, and then I trained for oh, man, about a year before maybe actually less than a year. It was probably around like six to eight months. And um, then the pandemic hit and, you know, I was getting, I was just about getting ready to make my debut. And then wrestling just kind of went away for a while. And um, I got really lucky because Limitless ran the road and uh, the series, the, that series. And I got to have that there and I had um, multiple other matches and, you know, that kind of, um, helped with the transition into doing live shows in front of crowds. Um, and yeah, I mean, obviously the world isn't back to normal yet, but it's really great to have shows back because, you know, it's, it's one thing to wrestle in a closed taping environment with, you know, wrestle, other wrestlers and peers in the audience, but it's a totally different thing to wrestle in front of fans. Totally different, um, different energy, different, um, I don't know, I just feel like it's a different focus, too. It's more like, for me at least, it's more um, character-focused than it is move-focused because, you know, I that's, like, my style. Um, I like to really interact with the fans, but it's just, it's been really fun. What was it like for that first match back with a crowd and having your first match in front of a crowd? Um, it was... A little bit nerve-wracking um, because I my opponent was um, a fan favorite and so you know I was going in and I was just this new like new wrestler that not many people knew about and I kind of had to go in and try to beat up the fan favorite and um, <laughs> it, it was fun it was a lot of fun and you know I got I got to realize pretty quick that I'm really good at making the fans hate me and so I've definitely um, used that to my advantage, but um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just different. It's, it's very, um, it gives you even more of an address rush. How dare they boo you? Don't they know you're the Spitfire? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I have an attitude sometimes, I guess, and not a bit. <laughs> well, well, anytime I see you wrestle, I definitely cheer for you. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, since the last time we talked, you started wrestling for Northeast Championship Wrestling and Pro Wrestling Magic. Um, yeah. Can you tell us about your relationship with those companies? Yeah. So um, NCW or um, Northeast Championship Wrestling, I, um, my trainer, Alexander Lee, brought me and a couple students there just to kind of, because they were having closed taping um, things as well. And so he brought us there and kind of just, we got to know everyone there. And, it, um, you know, everyone just kind of became family. And 
um, we kept being asked to come back and I ended up um, able to form a tag team with Alexander Lee, which was super fun. Um, and so, I don't know, that's, that's definitely been one of my favorite promotions to wrestle for because um, I just, like, everyone really does feel like family. It's very welcoming. It's a very fun environment. It's not as serious as some other shows. It's very, like, laid back. And there's a there's a big, like, comedy aspect underlying to it. So, um, yeah, I, I really love it there. And um, Pro Wrestling Magic was, like, such an amazing opportunity for me. I got really, really lucky with that. That and um, XWA in Connecticut. Um, I was, I trained with Ace Romero, um, formerly uh, an Impact wrestler, and he, um, you know, just wanted to bring some students along and on the road with him, and um, I happened to be one of the people that was available to go with him to um, Magic and to XWA, and um, he got me a match uh, at Magic, I was in a six-way scramble with uh, a bunch of guys, and it was a <laughs> lot of fun. Um, and then, um, you know, XWA—they don't—they don't, they don't very often book women, and I got an intergender match, which they never do, um, uh, due to Ace and also um, JD Drake, who was there, um, who's also a friend of mine. They were huge supporters of me, and so you know, just having that support and that was like people behind me has been huge for opportunities as well. So I, I'm really grateful for that. That's fantastic. And what is, uh, most, the primarily the matches that I have seen of you are more on the intergender side. More. So are you more comfortable wrestling the guys? Or is it like when you do finally wrestle a girl, it's like, yes, finally. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I, I trained with guys. I'm the only girl at the school, uh, and so, you know, I just, I learned to hit hard. I learned to lay my, lay my stuff in. Like, I learned to pick up big men and be strong, and, like, you know, I went to the gym outside of training just to, you know, um, have that strength so that I could be one of the boys, you know. Um, so I definitely... Um, lean towards loving intergender matches um, a bit more than wrestling women. Not because I don't like wrestling women. It's just because, like like I said, like I was taught to hit hard and I was taught to like do the big power moves. And, um, you know, a lot of the women in my area are actually smaller than me, um, you know, because I am like a bigger, seen as like a bigger um, female com competitor. Um, and, you know, I... I just get, I don't know, I guess I just get kind of nervous, like, wrestling girls, because I don't want to, like, over, uh, like, I don't want to hurt them, you know? I, I just, like, it's very different wrestling a small woman than it is wrestling, like, you know, 250-pound, really muscular guy. Like, with, with that guy, I can just, like, hit hard and not have to worry about, like, hurting them. But with a woman, it's a little bit different. And um, So I, I think that, you know, I was really uncomfortable at first getting into matches with women, but, um, you know, I've gotten used to it, and it's something that I, I really like to do now, and um, it was just kind of like something that I had to learn with time of, like, you know, the balance between uh, wrestling with guys and wrestling with girls. All right. 
And a follow-up question to Pro Wrestling Magic. Are there any magicians in Pro Wrestling Magic? <laughs> um, I, no, I, man, I feel bad. I, I, I feel like, not that I remember, but they do have like, um, they do have a um, dark arts, I believe it's called, championship. And so I thought I thought, I thought that was pretty cool because it's kind of, you know, magic themed and, yeah. uh, you know, it's just kind of, it's kind of different. Like the um, lighting's different, the like match um, names and like ideas are different. Like, I don't know, I, I think it's a really cool concept for a company. Do you know any magic tricks? Can't say that I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. Oh, <laughs> uh, you might have some. I might have a little maybe workshop thing, but you are the Spitfire, so have you ever considered spitting fire in the ring? Um, stuff like that has definitely come up. Um. You know, it's something that I might consider in the future. It's just, like, I guess I've never really, like, taken the time to do my research and kind of get ideas. Like, you know, I've seen, like, on shows and stuff, like, you know, WWE, they'll do, like, the fireball thing and, like, throw that at people. I think, um, you know, Alexa Bliss did that at one point on a show. And uh, Kane would do that, like, that kind of thing. Um, but I don't know. I guess I haven't really put any serious thought into it. So maybe in the future... Um, mostly my focus on, like, my character and my, my gear is, um, you know, just, like, red, lots of red and orange and yellow and, like, sparkly and bright and, you know, flame-like. Alright. Now, uh, you wrestled, uh, Baby Girl, Nick Sapp. I did. you really went at it. It was a really hard-hitting, uh, match. Uh, but it seemed like at the end of the match, things kind of got a little bit emotional as well. Um, after you picked up the win, uh, it seemed like you exchanged some words with him. Uh, was that the case? Yeah. Um, yeah, that was one of my favorite matches I've ever had. Um, you know, he really pushed me to my limits. And, um, like, I think that was the most I've ever been pushed in a match. And... We, you know, it was like, we had like 10 minutes, like they're like, yep, Jessica, or yes, Jessica and Nick, you're going to be wrestling. And I'm, I'm like, what? And they're like, you're on first. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> you know, I've never wrestled him before. Like I've seen him wrestle a bunch, but you know, we, we had never really like interacted before. And then we, we wrestled that. I thought it was really fun match. And it was, like you said, it was hard hitting and it was very like, it pushed, it pushed me and at the end, um, you know, we we had that exchange of like, you know, good job. I was, you know, making checks, just checking on him, and he's like, "Go celebrate! Like, go, go, do your thing." And so that was like, you know, just having that match in general meant a lot to me that I was able to do that. That's awesome, and you know, uh, Nick Sapp is like one of the more you know high regarded people um, on the independence in that area. So, and yeah. you got a victory over him as well. So, that, yeah. that must have been a bit accolade as well. Yes, definitely. Definitely felt good. <laughs> <laughs> well, something that might not have felt so well, you had a good housekeeper's match against Aizana. 
Yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> that was your first stipulation match as well, correct? Yes, it was. Can you tell us about that match and uh, your your thoughts on having, um, you know, more hardcore type matches? Yeah, so um, the match was for NCW, which, like I said, like has a very, like, um, laid back and comedic, like, underlying aspect to it. Yeah. Um, and it's a good housekeeping match. <laughs> um, that was my first, like, stipulation hardcore match. Um, and I loved it. I had so much fun with it. Um, you know, I had never, like, gotten hit with a kendo stick before, a cookie sheet. And, like, you know, I don't know. It was just, like, a different kind of adrenaline and a different kind of, like, exhilaration for me and I remember one of the my first thoughts when I got done with that match other than the fact that I was very sore um but I want to do that again like I I really want to do like a like an actual like more serious like hardcore match in the future I think that would be a lot of fun was there any uh because obviously the most famous uh good housekeepers match was China and Jeff Jarrett um, yeah. Did that ever play into your mind, like you're getting that same type of match that is maybe best known or associated with somebody as big in female wrestling as China? Yeah, it was definitely very cool. Uh, I, I I was able to watch that match kind of in preparation for mine. and um, So I don't know, I, it's not very often that people can say that they've had a good housekeeping match. It's, it's, it's um, very unique. Oh, without a doubt. Um, now you wrestled with face paint, and I believe you did an Ultimate Warrior design as well. Uh, what brought that up, and will you bring it back? Yeah, so um, the Ultimate Warrior face paint was just kind of like a Halloween thing. I um, I had started wearing face paint a while back. Um, I was just wearing it when I was wrestling with my partner, um, Blade Bandit. He he has been wearing face paint for a long time, and it, he just kind of, you know, inspired me to try it. And, um, you know, I was, I was wearing it when I was wrestling or valeting him, and then I decided, you know, why don't I just do it all the time? Like, it's, it's something unique, and it's not something that you see very often, especially with women. Um, and so I took the time to really try some different ideas and, um, different color combinations. And, um, at this point, I think that I've gotten down, like, you know, what, uh, what I like as like my regular normal face paint, which is just like a flame on, down the side of my face. So like a red, orange, and yellow gradient. And then, um, you know, Halloween came around and I was like, I want to do something fun with it. And I really, really enjoy, um, the Ultimate Warriors face paint. Um, so I was like, why not? I'm going to try it. And so I, I was very easy. I just did the face paint. I did like the tassels on my arms and I made my own, um, gear for it. And so it was, it was a lot of fun. I like, I really enjoyed doing that. Are we going to see like when you do like big matches, you're going to put the wool paint on the face paint? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Big matches. I'll definitely go over the top and with my face paint for sure. Uh, as maybe um, as elaborate as a Finn Balor? Uh, maybe <laughs> face, but you know, something something that uh, more caters to me and my character. Yeah, I got that. Uh, <laughs> you, um, 
you actually do the face paint yourself? I do, yeah. It takes forever, but it's worth it. That's uh, that's pretty cool as well. Now, last time we spoke, uh, Logan Black said that he wanted a match with you. Um, he actually got the, the match with you, and you got the win. Could you tell us about that match against Logan? Yes. Uh, so when we last spoke, um, Logan and I had been kind of ex interacting on Twitter, and um, I really I had wanted a match with him for a while. And you know, he just kind of like called me out one day on Twitter, and I was like, "Oh, okay." And um, we started running student shows, like Limitless Dojo student shows. And um, my opponent had canceled on me. I was actually supposed to wrestle. Nick Stapp, our CPA again that night, and he had to cancel um, because I think he had he had like double stuff or whatever. And then um, I found out that day that I was wrestling Logan Black, and I was like, "Oh, holy crap!" <laughs> um, and that match is by far my favorite match I've ever had um, because you know Logan. Um, I really look up to him and his style, and he's very like. Um, hard hitting and he, he does those like really big power moves and um, he's a very like strong and muscular guy and just having that match with him and being able to match him step for step uh, was like just a huge accomplishment for me and, and you know it really made me um, it, it really like inspired me and, it, and it inspired like what I'd like to what I wanted to do from then on with my style like you know he's he, it was just a my favorite opportunity I've had to date. Now you, um, we've been talking about your style and you're very hard hitting. Um, you lay in those, um, those solo strikes in pretty good. Um, yeah. was, uh, is strong style wrestling, like a more Japanese style, was that something more that you were going for or was it just how you were trained? Um, kind of a mix of both. Like, I, I had always wanted to be, like, you know, since I am, like, a bigger woman, I wanted to do, like, more power moves and, like, you know, I never wanted to be a high flyer. I never wanted to be, like, a grappler. Um, I mostly just wanted to do, like, strong, strong moves. Like, you know, like, essentially, yeah, strong style. And I trained with MSP, who love strong style and um you know that my first danger kid actually taught me how to do a forearm and um you know i hit him as hard as i could and he said nope you gotta hit me harder and you know back and forth like that for a while in at the school and um so you know ever since then i'm like yep i'm just gonna hit hard and that's that <laughs> and we talk you know, obsessively last time about your match with Danger Kid. Um, you know, now that we're maybe two years removed from that match, um, is a rematch with Danger Kid something you want sooner rather than later? Oh, absolutely. I would love to have another match with Danger Kid. Um, you know, I'm hoping that the opportunity presents itself sooner rather than later since, um, Let's Wrestle is back, and we both will more than likely be regulars there. 
Um, so, you know, I definitely, his character has changed a lot since our first match. My character has changed a lot as well. So I think seeing that different dynamic that we could bring to, um, you know, a second match would be a lot of fun. What do you want to show Danger Kid in that second match? What was that? What do you want to show Danger Kid in that second match if it, when it happens? Um, like, I'm sorry, I <laughs> couldn't understand your question. Like, what do you want to show him going uh, into that match? Um, you know, just, I think that one of the biggest things that I'd want to show him is how much progress I've made and how much hard work I've put in since our first match, because, you know, our first match was my first match ever. Yeah. And I've come a long way since then, and, you know, I, I really, um, kind of morphed more into me like jesse nolan like you know when i first started and ha having matches i i wasn't exactly sure who jesse nolan was in the beginning and um you know in the past two, almost two years i've really like kind of grown into myself and figured out who i am as a person and who i am as a wrestler and so um just i think that him being able to see that change in me would be um you know, good for both of us. Now, I think it's time to address the, the elephant in the room. Um, you were the girl on fire, Jesse Nolan, and now you're the spitfire, Jesse Nolan. What happened to the girl on fire? <laughs> so, um, that was something that I came up with when I first um, started, and then I actually... Um, Randy Carver does the um, commentating for all the matches on the road, and I don't know if it was actually in the match with Danger Kid or if it was um, in, a, in one after, but he called me the Spitfire, and I was like, I like that. Like, that's very, um, that's very me. And so it kind of stuck, and um, I've just been using it ever since. Oh, what? Well we talked last time and the the girl on fire was i know it had a specific meaning to you yes yes and um you know i feel like the spitfire um name is very like it's kind of like one step above that like you know because i think i explained last time that you know that the girl on fire to me meant like you know i always had like a fire inside of me and like professional wrestling is a platform where I can finally let that out and show people you know what I've been holding in my whole life and um now I've become more um aggressive in my style and like you know just more like my character can be very um I have a short temper sometimes <laughs> in the ring um and so just like the Spitfire name kind of fit a little bit more, it fit more with my character as it developed. Right. Well, I thought like, you know, the Hunger Games was putting a trademark in French on you or something. No, 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 no. I don't even know who I am. <laughs> I, think I think you're starting to uh, make a name for yourself, so they might. Maybe, 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 maybe not. I don't know. Um, no, you wrestled 
your other coach, uh, Alexander Lee, in mm-hmm. match of last year. Uh, you yeah. took the L in that match, but six months later, you got a win over him. What would you say was the biggest difference between your first match with him to your second? Um, crowd or other wrestler outside distraction was definitely the biggest difference. <laughs> um, you know, the first match we had was on the road, and you know it was just me and him, and nobody interfering, like just me and him, like beating the shit out of each other. And then um, our next match was at Vacation Land Pro Wrestling, which is a company up here in Maine. And I was out there with Blade Bandit, my partner. Um, and Alexander Lee was out there with uh, Jake Hez, who is a, also a student at the Limitless Dojo. Um, very new. It was his first time ever out there like as a manager, per se. And so he um, definitely caused some distractions for Alexander Lee. And, um, you know, my boyfriend also was causing a distraction by trying to not have him, Jake, cause a distraction. And (laughs) that in turn distracted Alexander Lee. And I took my opportunity and I won. So um, it worked out for me. Not so much for Lee. But, um, (laughs) yeah, that was was, uh, definitely the big difference there. All right. Now, uh... Something I found out, uh, you played baseball as well. I did as, um, when I was younger, I did. I was a big baseball player. Was there ever consideration to go that route? Or, and has uh, being in baseball helped you anyway in your pro wrestling career? Um, yeah, I mean... You know, it's, um, well, when I, so to start, when I was younger, I was like, that was like my dream was to be, um, one of like, I wanted to be a a woman in professional baseball. Like I wanted to do it. I wanted to be with the guys. I wanted to like play, um, pro baseball, but, um, you know, as I got older, I ended up having to transition to um, playing softball instead with the girls, which was fine. Um, but, you know, I just... It was kind of a decision that I couldn't make for myself. I wanted right. to play baseball and continue to play baseball because that was something I was passionate about. But um, my the school I was at decided that I needed to play softball because I was a girl. So... Um, that was an experience. But um, as I got older, I started focusing more on um, academics and school. And um, so that kind of transitioned me out of my desire to be a baseball player. Um, And then, you know, as I continued to get older, I ended up really falling in love with wrestling. So, you know, I think just like the athletic component between the two was big for me. Like I like to be active and I liked, um, you know, the adrenaline that I got from playing baseball. So, uh, there's definitely a connection there. Now I was, uh, doing some more research. You, uh, you did some extra wing. What was that? You did some extra wing. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> Could you tell us uh, about that experience and yes. what it's like to draw axes for fun? <laughs> it's definitely not as easy as the workers there make it seem. <laughs> um, Blade and I wanted to have like a little date night and so we, um, I was at, I just randomly found this um, axe throwing place nearby and so we decided to go and make a night out of it and it was like, it was so weird. It was a lot of fun. It was really fun. Um, but it was just very different and um, they kept handing us like different types of axes and like, like little, I don't know, just like, we they gave, they gave us knives too to throw which I didn't even try because I didn't want to cut myself because I'm very uncoordinated with that stuff but um yeah it was a lot of fun we we had a really good night trying that out and it's definitely something I would do again what kind of knives are they handing you are these like butter knives <laughs> like steak knives what? it's more like a steak knife I think it's kind of like a hunting knife but I can't remember exactly do you think that you'll ever transition the uh, uh, axe throwing into your incorporating into the goal on fire gimmick? No, <laughs> no, I am not coordinated enough to do that. All right, fair enough. <laughs> uh, you also mentioned um, uh, earlier that uh, they called you Jessica Nolan. Is that correct? Yeah, um, there was a promotion who actually um, billed me as Jessica Nolan, and I, I was like, well, I mean, my name, my name is Jessica, um, but I've never seen that before, and I was like, well, I guess they're using my extra professional name at this show. That's a little odd because you are uh, you established as just uh, Jesse, not Jessica, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, it wasn't a huge deal. I just, I thought it, I got a good chuckle out of it. Alright. <laughs> now, one thing, and maybe not the opportunity you wanted, Ava Everett, and the Ava Everett challenge. Um, yeah. She jumped you before the match started, so it never really got underway. Um, so is she a target going forward? Yeah, I mean, I would love to have another match with Ava. Um, I was excited for the first one and did not get a single move in because um, I got the crap beaten out of me. And so that definitely uh, fueled my desire to wrestle her even more. Um, and she's also a amazing wrestler. She's actually somebody that I look up to a lot and she has just had so much improvement over the past like, you know, a couple years that I've been watching her. And so um I think that an opportunity to have a real match with her um would be really, really special to me. Key element in that match, don't turn your back. Exactly. <laughs> I've learned you were but a student, now you are the master. <laughs> yes. Now, last time we had you on, we talked about pineapple on pizza. I'm going to yeah. draw it to a different one. Strawberries on pizza. What's your stance? Man, I can't say that I've ever had that. I've had it on, like, dessert pizza, but not, like, 
pizza pizza. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I'd try it. Oh, so you would be you you would be pro strawberries on pizza. Yeah, I feel like it's something. If it was put in front of me, I'd eat it. It's not something I'd go out of my way to buy or make, but fair enough. Yeah. What's your spirit Pokemon? My spirit Pokemon. I'm gonna have to take the easy route and say Pikachu, only because of like you know the. The flame, the lightning, like that that similarity. I feel like a Charmander would be more... That's a good one. I forgot about that one. Yeah. That's an even better... Maybe you're at a Charmeleon right now? You, you're not Charmander, you're the next wolf, towards it? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Brutus question you'll ever be asked on a pro wrestling podcast. Would you ever consider wrestling a rock? Not Dwayne Johnson, not the country, an actual rock. Um, it depends on the situation and the money involved. <laughs> I love that answer. <laughs> Just for context, there's this guy named Psycho Mike. That wrestled an actual rock for over 15 minutes in what was called a Tungsten Man match, an Iron Man match that lasts for two weeks. Dang. He didn't win either. Yeah, <laughs> not surprised. <laughs> um, and of course, on the show, we love Tracy Smothers. Um, do you know the acronym for Doug? T H U G. I can't say that I do. T is for terrible, H is for hell, U is for ugly, and G is for jail. Because a dog can't spell. <laughs> Alright. Now, last time, it is, it's once again time for that segment. And last time you told us an interesting story about Dan Housen. But it is once again time for Jesse Williams to show adventure. You're facing bizarre things about the time. Can you tell us another story about Chris's description? Hmm. I'm trying to think of a good one here. I just feel like anybody, if they want to see like weird. They just need to go to one of, like, the small, small main promotions and just sit in the locker room and listen and look around and, like, um, observe. Be a fly on the wall. Because there are some very interesting characters. Very, uh, very, um, different. <laughs> um, I mean, I love them all. Like, they're my family. But, um, you know... I can't think of like a specific incident, like a, a extra funny story or anything. Like, oh, I have one. Yes. <laughs> and it's very embarrassing to me, but I'm just gonna let it go. Um. So after a limitless show, I had to take um, Jody Threat, um, Kevin Koo, and Robert Martyr to their hotel in my car. 
and we're in the parking lot and everybody is getting their stuff um, in my car and I was like okay are we ready and I thought everyone was in the car everyone was buckled so I started driving away and then I looked in my rear view, rear view mirror my trunk was still open and I had tried driving away while Robert Martyr was still putting his stuff in my trunk <laughs> I was mortified <laughs> oh my gosh it was like I was so embarrassed but I was like okay just gonna breathe and let it go because they thought it was funny and everything's fine but oh man yeah that was um that was fun thank you for saying that that was an, a great story <laughs> <laughs> um on a more serious note uh what's your goal for this upcoming year let's say we do this next january we bring you back on um what will be the thing you say I won't be satisfied until I do blank in 2022. Um, I think that one of my biggest goals is stay consistent. Um, you know, just like get really um, focused on my training and, you know, the gym. And um, that way, you know, I can perform better. And I'm hoping to travel more and get out my name out to um, more promotions and um, I'd like to work for a lot more different companies, you know, really fill up my schedule. And um, my ultimate goal, I don't know if it will happen in 2022. I really need to, like, you know, get my butt in gear and put in some really serious hard work. But um, my biggest goal is to um, perform on a Limitless Wrestling show, um, you know, because that's where I train. And that's, like, you know, my, like, my home you know let's wrestle is essentially limitless but limitless is like for me and like the indies that's like the big the big goal for me um and because you know my first indie wrestling show was my first bigger one I, I had been to like a couple smaller ones up in this area but um it was limitless and that show was what inspired me to um refocus and try to train to be a wrestler and so just to be able to come full circle and actually perform on one of the shows would be like huge for me it would mean a lot but then haven't you wrestled for limitless i mean the the, the road danger kid um okay. yeah um the road you know it was obviously run by limitless um and Yes. So essentially, yes, I have, I have performed for Limitless, but I'm talking like, you know, the actual, like at a venue in front of all the Limitless fans, like one of those big, big shows, like not just like a, you know, a closed taping thing. Um, I want like, I want the the whole thing, you know, like the big thing. Right. And you mentioned, you know, getting in front of more promotions. Is there uh, one specific, uh, a couple that you have your eye on that you... Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's so many, um, I'd love to, um, go back to Connecticut and wrestle, um, for Paradise Alley again, um, Blood, Sweat, and Tears, I wrestled for them one time, and, um, both have really great locker rooms, um, and I really enjoyed my time there, um, you know, a lot of, 
Oh, geez, there's so many I can't even think of, like, a specific one. You know, I'd love to wrestle for, um, you know, Chaotic someday. And because, um, you know, their, their school is very close by. And I know a lot of the students there and gotten to know them over the couple years that I've been training. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, I, I just want to travel. I want to work anywhere that I can and get a name, get my name out there. Alright, and it is time for Coleco's Colossal Question, not actually featuring Coleco this week. Yeah. Uh, but um, you've been in pro wrestling for a hot minute now. Um, they decided to make a movie about you. Uh, every, uh, every movie has a soundtrack. So what would be the first three songs on the Jesse Nolan uh, wrestling soundtrack to this point? Yeah. Um, I'm going to give you three very easy ones because two of them are my um, theme songs that I use, and one of them is the song that every single person on this planet thinks that I should be using for a theme song. <laughs> so that's Girl on Fire by Alicia Keys. Of course. Um, and then I, um, Firewoman by The Cult. Okay. I use that as a fun one. Um, and then my main theme song is Play With Fire by Sam Tamez. And, oh my gosh, I love that song so much. Like, I'm so glad I found it. So, yeah, those will be my three. I feel like that was really easy. <laughs> like, like, you knew we had those right off the bat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes. I um I, I might have told you guys this last time, but the way that I found uh play with fire is um I literally just went on to my Spotify and searched fire, scrolled through all the songs, listened to a bunch of them, then I searched flame and like all this stuff and I had given I had almost given up and then I found that I searched like a different word instead and then that one came up and I played it and I was like Oh my gosh, I found it. <laughs> so, yeah. So last time we spoke, um, you said that the match that people should uh, go out of their way to see that best shows off Jesse Nolan was the Danger Kid match. Um, would you like to update that? Or is the Danger Kid still the match that people should go out of their way to see that best shows off what Jesse Nolan is all about? Um, I think that my match with Danger Kid is definitely um, my most popular known one. Um, so, you know, that's definitely worth watching. But, um, you know, like I mentioned before, a uh, match with Logan Black, that was like a huge, um, huge, that match is just really special to me. Um, and that really showcases how, who I want to be as a wrestler, um, wrestling with Logan. And then um, my match with Nick Stapp. Um, that was, like I said, it pushed me really far and it really like showed me my capabilities as a wrestler that, you know, I didn't really realize I had before. And then my last one, um, my kind of honorable mention is, um, I actually wrestled, um, Dustin Flash Waller. Um, he's kind of making his, um, making his way up the ladder in the indie scene right now. And I'm, I'm not sure if you've heard of him, but, um, I, I wrestled him. I actually especially requested to wrestle him up at Vacation Land Pro here in Maine. And um, the owners 
granted my request and um Dustin and I had a really fun match and um it really stretched so it really stretched me because Dustin is he's a high flyer he's fast and he's not like you know a heavy hitter ground and pound like power move kind of person like I am so our styles were very different um you know and I knew that going into the match but we what we did out there like was uh, it was it was fun and it was entertaining and um you know it definitely stretched me as a wrestler but um you know our styles worked out well so we ended up having really good chemistry yeah that sounds really good and i i believe i did see that match it's on youtube right i think so i, I had to on yeah it's worth watching and do you have a youtube page as well or is that something we need to set up <laughs> I do not have a YouTube page, but, um, I, you know, you can just type in Jesse Nolan and a bunch of stuff will pop up. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I usually do film my matches when I know that nobody else is, but like when it comes to like Limitless or like Let's Wrestle, like the road tapings, I won't film anything because, what? you know, Randy already does like films and edits and makes amazing videos. Um. But, you know, that, I think that video quality isn't always great when I try to tape my matches because of, you know, the venue and sound and whatever. But um, that would definitely be worth doing in the future, for sure. All right. And uh, you don't even need to type in Jesse Nolan. We'll put um, those matches in the description of the video below, uh, but on YouTube and CastBox. So you could just, uh, you know, after the interview, click them and watch some Justin Nolan matches. Yes. Uh, and, if, uh, and if you want to find uh, the Danger Kid match, you could go to our previous interview with Jesse and you can find that link in the description of, uh, in the description of the video below on that one. Or you could just type, type in Jesse Nolan for the Danger Kid. <laughs> that works as well. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, we are nearing the conclusion of this interview, so we are wrestling with the eight questions of Doom. Da, da, da. Part two. <laughs> this is our speed round, our bonus round, the round where we see who you really are, Jesse. Are you ready? I am ready. You guys stumped me pretty bad last time, but I'm ready. But these are all new, all doomier questions. Okay, all right. <laughs> Excluding your own greatest wrestler, uh, greatest match of all time. Um, Bret Hart versus the British Bulldog from SummerSlam '92. Oh, that's a good one. Worst match of all time. Oh jeez. Uh <laughs> Oh man, I don't want to name names, but there has been some really bad ones that I've seen in my area. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> You're captaining a Survivor Series team. Which four wrestlers do you pick as your teammates? Do they have to be women? Could be anybody you want. Okay. Um, Alexander Lee. Blade Bandit. Do they have to be alive? They don't need to be alive. We'll get the Ouija board out. Okay. 
um, Bret Hart, and Macho Man. I was just gonna say, Bret Hart's alive! You didn't realize that. I know, but I was thinking Macho Man before I said okay. Bret Hart. Just sure. Do you have a Survivor Series captain name? Um, you know, they've always had those fun names back in the day. The... Oh man, something to do with fire. <laughs> I feel like well, we already know this, but you're on a six-hour car ride. You can only listen to one wrestling theme song. Which do you choose? Actually, this might surprise you. Um, Kiss This by The Struts is Blade's, Blade Bandit's theme song and one of my favorites. So I've listened to that on repeat. Okay, I was not expecting that. <laughs> uh, is Chris Jericho a Canadian from Canada or an American from Canada? Okay. A Canadian from Canada? Alright. <laughs> there is no right or wrong answer. Okay, I'm like, uh. <laughs> Connecticut is the nutmeg state. WWE headquarters is located in Stanford. What is the capital of Iceland? Jim Crow. Oh man. That was like middle school, I don't remember that. <laughs> uh, um duh, nope. I don't have it. And that is the correct answer. <laughs> Finish the sentence. People are fake. Wrestling is real. Yeah, it is. And the last question, the main event, the thing everybody wants to know since the last time you were on. Have you ever had a conversation with a stranger in a supermarket about Darby Allen? Still can't say yes to that one. And that is still the correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> that will conclude this interview. Thank you so much for coming back on, Jesse. It was an absolute pleasure. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I, I uh, always enjoy talking with you all. Oh, thank you so much. And um, well, uh, once again, where can we find you on social media and your merchandise? Yeah, so uh, Instagram, Twitter, um, at the Jesse Nolan. I'm Jesse Nolan on Facebook. And then um, I have a pro wrestling tease store. So um, under if you search, if you just search Jesse Nolan, you will find it. And you don't even have to do that. All those links will be in the description of the video below, but on YouTube and CastBox. You've been listening to her for almost an hour. Buy a damn short. <laughs> And of course, if you like what you're doing, please like, subscribe, comment, but on YouTube and CastBox. Um, join us next uh, Wednesday as we interview uh, Rip Bison. Uh, the, the week after that, uh, Butch from uh, Fight Factory Wrestling UK. Uh, and the week after that, uh, Motra. So, and we might have a couple surprises in there as well. Uh, and you can find all of those, uh, all that information, both on Twitter and Instagram, at Wrestling E, for all your wrestling entertainment needs. Of course, this is sponsored by Rogue Energy and Player One Coffee. Um, 
You can find myself on Twitter at JamesJ993. You can find Calico at I am Calico. You can find Scooter at Scooter Dust, and of course on the remix, uh, the only live alternative commentary uh, on the sport uh, on the web today on the UNBS network. Now, uh, Jesse, when I say wrestling wit, you say entertainment. Okay. For our very special guest, Jesse Nolan, Coleco Yacht, Scooter Dust, I'm James J, and this has been Wrestling with Entertainment. Hey guys, this is Brutal Bob Evans from Hangs with Bob Seminars and TheWrestleLife.com, and you are listening to Wrestling with Entertainment, one of my favorite podcasts in the whole wide world. Hey folks, this is the Colossal Mike Law, and you are listening to Wrestling With Entertainment. Enjoy the show, support these guys, we appreciate it very much. We'll see you at ringside.